everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Talking About Anything, Anywhere, Anytime, Anyplace podcast. I'm Gavin Axelrod. And I'm Jaren Rikus. And today, after a short hiatus, we are back on the airwaves of Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, because apparently iTunes doesn't exist anymore. And, and Google, Google Podcasts. And Google Podcasts. had no idea that was a and, thing. And apparently a bunch of other places that I didn't know we were on. There, I got... Okay, so... Before we get into any of the big topics today, there's one thing I want to talk about. I got an email the other day about yep. the podcast from a company, really? from a company, which I think say? I think means that we made it, right? Like, what did the company say? Let me see if I can find the email really quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested now because I had no idea that this happened. The Linktree of podcasts, it's called. So, as you guys know, me and Gavin, or pardon me, Gavin and I use Linktree. Um, so, do they want to sponsor us? Or so, just- no. So, I did email and ask, but the email that I got was hi. I was looking for new podcasts on Spreaker, and I was impressed by your page. My name is Veronica, and I work... Well, okay, sorry. I'm going to blank out the name of her thing, because we're not giving free promotion here. Yeah, we're not going to give free <laughs> promo for a company that doesn't want to sponsor us. But exactly. Hey, so they call them the link tree of podcasts. Um, basically, she sent this big email explaining what's going on, and we can claim... I already claimed our podcast for free. Um so I emailed there and, and said that that's great. Um, but anyways, if you go to um, if you go to this website, I'll send you the link, Gavin, later. Um, and yeah, you look I don't up promote these guys anymore on our show. Exactly, and you look up T A A A A podcast. Yep, it shows up, and then you can that's sick. you can view the podcast. And we're on like several different platforms. I didn't know we were on like like um, like Overcast and and Pocket Casts. And cast a box. Okay, I'm gonna be brutally honest here. Yeah, I guarantee you, whoever it was, didn't listen to our show once, and they're I'm impressed with your show email. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Not like, a chance that they actually watched our show. See, like, look how official that looks. Like, I or feel like we should be. Show, I, I feel like we should be using this instead. You know, I don't know. We'll yeah, t- that's that's a conversation to have after the show. Anyways. I may this part may get cut out of the actual show because I have no this is not interesting for anyone but us. Yeah, but this is our show. It's like we That's do true. some verbal diarrhea stuff here. That's there. true. All right, so then let's get right into it. Um, welcome back to the to the show, everyone. Um, happy New Year to uh, to everyone in the Jewish sphere, but also outside of it, um, because as you all know, we're right and you're wrong. Um, sorry, that was a bad joke. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. It's been a week and a half, I believe, or two weeks since our last yeah, episode. a lot of stuff has happened in that week and a half. So, Gavin, why don't you start the people off by giving them a rundown of what's been going on for you? Okay, so the uninteresting things that have happened to me, um, had a couple midterms, mm-hmm. did very average on them. Mazel tov. Well, it was one two-part midterm that I did pretty average on, which I was not disappointed in, but, like, I could have done better, but at the same time... I'll just do better on the next two, and this one will be sort of a launching pad for me as a student. Yeah. Um, the more exciting thing, I've been covering some sporting events around the school, covered a men's hockey game, covered a women's basketball game, Got almost got locked out of the arena twice mm. while I was doing that. Mm. So for the hockey game, I was supposed to interview the coach and a couple of players after the game, but I was sitting like in the media section. So um, I went to go walk around to the other side of the concourse and the doors were locked and there's 30 seconds left in the third period and I start panicking Mm -hmm. because I'm like oh my god I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss my interviews my first first assignment and I'm gonna miss the interviews we're not gonna get any quotes 
So I sprinted back to the media row because that's where the only unlocked door was. And I ran across the concourse, like went down to the first row of seats where you can walk around the arena and just sprinted all the way to the tunnel. Were you carrying Were you carrying equipment for this? No, no, no. I was like, it's like you just type the story out and then you go and take your phone and get the interviews. Mm. So I sprinted through the lower bowl, got to the tunnel just in time, waited outside for the coach to come. Great guy. Like these people are awesome. Mm-hmm. And so got my quotes. And then when I came back to get my story edited, the editor, the like the eye-opener is the student newspaper, the editor, Lieban, great guy. He was saying in his first year, people got locked out and missed their quotes, and he completely forgot to tell me that the doors would be locked. Yeah. But at least I avoided the problem. For sure. So then this past Sunday, so yes, Saturday, I was covering the women's basketball preseason opener at home, and... I there's a balcony in the gym that I had no idea to get to and there yeah. was a stairwell. So I went into the stairwell and then when I tried to get out of it because I realized it wasn't taking me to where I wanted to go, the doors were locked. Wow. And I was locked in the stairwell and I started just banging on the door so that <laughs> someone would open it. And I texted my dad and I said, just got locked out of, I call it Maple Leaf Gardens because the building is the old Maple Leaf Gardens, but it's yeah. called the Madame Athletic Center. So I'm like, just got locked out of Maple Leaf Gardens for the second time. They should probably give me a key at this point. <laughs> so I hope that the next time after reading week, because uh, I'm not on assignment. Well, I'm on assignment this week, but not for the sports recaps. Yeah. I hope that third time is a charm and I don't get locked out of the Madame Athletic Center. <laughs> totally, totally fair. Seems like yeah. uh, seems like your whole career is uh, it's already starting to a hectic, uh, hectic beginning. but this keeps cutting out for me yeah it's cutting out a little bit for me it'll be fine well it'll, it's a hump yeah we'll, we'll be okay it, you know but yeah anyway so i was gonna say the thing with university athletes is i was so nervous at first to interview them but these people are just human mm-hmm. and you you realize that some of them are pretty nice and then you learn who gives good quotes who gives bad quotes but for sure two games into my university sports career i'm feeling pretty good about it yeah that's great good to hear yeah um, all right, let's, uh, I mean, what's, what's been going on in my life? I, uh, I got a well, story. We're in single digits. We are That's in big... single digits, Gavin. We talk uh, about this on every episode of the show, so we should probably touch on it here. All right. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, if you're just joining us or if you've been a long time, uh, long time fan of the show, um, in eight days now, I am making the move to the other side of the world. Uh, I'll be moving to Israel. It'll be great. Um, and and obviously, you guys will be coming along for the journey. Gavin and I will will do some regular podcasting when I get there. Um, but uh, yeah, so so it's gonna be gonna be quite exciting. Uh, it's it's a big move to make, and I'm super excited about it. Obviously, there's a bit of a bit of nerves that come with that move. Gavin can attest to that as well, right? Because because you went through a similar. Uh, uh, I don't get nervous. Well, okay. Well, you're lying, but... Well, okay. Yeah, I was nervous. I was very nervous, but after the first day, or the first little bit, you'll get used to it, and you'll be okay. Oh, 100%. I'm not... You're a social butterfly, so... Yeah, I could talk to anyone about anything, anywhere, anytime, anyplace, you know? Um, (laughs) Okay. So, so with the move, I've, uh, I've been making sure that all my medical stuff is ready to go because even though I'm going to a place yeah. with, with great medical care, obviously I want to go healthy and make sure that nothing bad is happening. Um, so over the past Fair. few weeks, I've had, uh, what I thought was just a cough. Um, and in, in which case that would have been fine. 
Uh, however, you don't have the vaping disease, do you? No, I don't vape. Um, okay. Perfect. I uh, I went to a clinic and found out that I do have a chest infection. It is viral, which means wow. that I, I can't do anything about it. Basically, I got to suck it up, uh, and I will be fine, obviously, but I'm just going to cough for a while. Um, and if you'll remember from last episode, I was talking about this, like, loopy feeling that I was having. Yeah, so, is so that why? So that still happens every once in a while. Apparently, it got into my inner ear, the infection, and that's where your balance okay. is. So it's been throwing yeah, off my balance. Exactly. So I've been throwing and off my balance. the oblongata. Yeah, Kanye West said it best, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to bring the bar up. Um. Anyway, so, so when I went to go check, get this checked out, I think I had my favorite experience I've ever had with a doctor. Like, ever. Basically, I go to this clinic. We wait around for a little bit. And uh, we're sitting in the um in the room and the guy comes in and he's the most canadian person i've ever met he was like oh hey how you doing there like good to meet you there buddy like it's it's gonna be okay yeah. and and he it's, it's really comforting to hear that obviously um so they did a, an x-ray of my chest and i go back into the room and he's like oh well it's a viral infection so i can't really do anything about it there buddy but uh you know uh, if it gets really bad take some gravel and uh you'll be uh you'll be right as rain in a couple weeks and i'm i'm there's a chance he wasn't that canadian but obviously that sounds like a very offensive canadian accent yeah but that's the thing is that an offensive canadian accent is not even that bad you know like it's just we're just hanging yeah. out um super nice guy so, great experience at the clinic uh not not 100 percent yet but uh soon enough i will be and uh that was that was my opening story for everyone yeah you're eight days that's crazy that you're eight days away I know. from the big move feels like three minutes ago we were sitting in my room and i was like ah, i'm two months away and you were like, yeah, yeah well, time flies. Yeah, time does fly, especially when you're making the podcasts. only thing. The only thing that I've noticed so far is that sometimes you get lonely and you just like miss home, which is normal. But mm-hmm. you find ways to work around it. 100%. And you sort of realize why you're here and what you're doing and the big picture. And that sort of gets you grounded again. For sure. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, so, Gavin, you told me that you mm-hmm. had a uh, very important topic to talk about. I did. Yeah, you said we get you got stuff to talk about. I mean, unless you were just talking about. So Gavin and I have a note. That's like we have a shared uh, note. Do you have anything? Yeah, I guess my my biggest the biggest thing that's happened to me is getting locked out of the MLG oh. twice in a row, two weeks in a row. But of course. Um, do you have anything else, or do you want to yeah. just go down the list? This is like the quiet week, the most quiet weekend of my university life so far. Thank God. Literally didn't do anything. Went to bed so early on <laughs> Friday. Went to bed super early on Saturday, went to yeah. bed moderately late on Sunday, just because the morale around here was kind of low this weekend. Because I think exams? everyone's just getting ready for reading week. Not even exams, I just think everyone's getting ready for reading week, you know? Yeah. You know, like, when you're at summer camp and people just start fighting for no reason about silly things? Yeah. That's what it's kind of like around here, and everyone mm. sort of needs a break from each other. It's getting to that point where we're going to go away for reading week, and then we're all going to come back and be great friends. But For sure. At this point, you're just kind of sick of it. You can tell some people are a little ready to go home. Maybe are, are you? People. You're ready to go home. I'm ready to go home because I'm getting sick and tired of the cafeteria food, mm-hmm. and I really, really want to taste fresh air again. Shout out to uh, shout out to Mitzi's restaurant in Winnipeg. Um, I'm I'm very excited for Mitzi's. It's gonna be it's, come back. it's gonna yeah. be spectacular, is what it's gonna be. I have to make not make the mistake of last time getting the six chicken fingers because no 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 you, you gotta go my stomach. you gotta go for twenty man. 
rice, fried rice, six fried rice in the soup. Yeah. I was out of commission for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. It's, uh, it's, it, I, I wouldn't go for the soup, but, uh, the, the chicken fingers are definitely, definitely the way to go. Um, I yeah, say, I wouldn't go for the, wouldn't go for the soup or the fries. It's all about the chicken fingers and the fried rice and the fried rice. Yeah. yeah. You can't go wrong with fried rice. No, never. Um, all right. I have something I want to talk about, Gavin. Shoot. Number one, Spider-Man. He stay. He stay. Well, for now. They're just using the next three movies as a vehicle to write him out of the MCU and into the SCU, I guess, Sony Cinematic Universe. So so the question that that becomes is, number one, the, the Spider-Man that we see right now, in my mind, is worlds different than the Spider-Mans of old. You know, like, yeah. the, the, even even just the comedy, but also the style of writing and the character, that's that's all significant in the MCU. And, and I understand that, I guess trying to move him to the SCU or, or whatever. Um, I don't know how that's going to affect the, uh, the comedy and the, and the style of, of Spider-Man. And I think that's going to be super interesting to, to witness. Um, well, if it's the same team of writers, it could be similar. That's yeah. true. But it's also, I mean, it's a Marvel character I'm ex- right now. Like that's, that's a Marvel yeah. experience that, that in, in my opinion, completely revived the character, you know? I agree, but I'm also because I enjoyed Venom, so yeah. I'm excited for them to cross yeah. paths because Venom, was phenomenal. Venom is one of those movies where it sort of disbands your belief because you think you're supposed to be rooting against him because he's like Eddie Brock because he's I think that's his name Eddie Brock yeah because he's supposed to be the villain and he's always portrayed as the villain mm-hmm. but in Venom he's a they were guy. the hero exactly so it'll be interesting to see when Spider-Man and Venom cross paths. Will Venom get darker, or are people going to have to pick sides, yeah. Venom or Spider-Man? Because Venom's kind of an anti-hero in that universe, uh-huh. but Spider-Man is your clean-cut baby face 100%. Hero. 100%. Do you think they're going to... an attractive do, aunt. Have they, <laughs> have they spoken if they're keeping on um, Tom Harland? Not Holland. Tom Holland? Not Tom Holland. Tom Holland? Yeah. Are they keeping Tom him Holland. on? Are they keeping yeah, they're him keeping on? him on. He He's staying on for the next three... Huh. But I also wouldn't mind if if they finish the three movies and they want to put Spider-Man in the Sony Cinematic Universe. They keep him? If they recast and get someone to play Miles Morales instead. So they so they, that would also keep it open to being... Um, because then it won't disappoint people as much. Exactly. Because it's a brand new... Because there's animated Miles Morales, but then people always seem to want this live-action Miles Morales. So yeah. if you don't want to be disappointed, Tom Holland... See ya. You did great. You did great for everyone, but sort of hit like a soft reset and yeah. give us a live action Miles Morales to feud with Venom. But that's the that's the thing, right? Like Donald Glover, I just want it. You know, like I just want him to be Spider Man so bad, like just in every yeah. in every way. I mean, and the, and it goes back to to that whole thing that happened a while ago um, that he spoke about on his his special Weirdo, um, where everyone was like, I mean, he could play Spider Man. Um, and I mean, I guess he's. I don't. I'm not gonna say he's old. He's still my my favorite artist of all time in any way ever. But um, he's getting up there, and I don't know if I don't know if Spider Man is something that he's still interested in even doing. Um, but if he did, I feel like the, a lot of people would have an interesting reaction to it because number one, it would be incredible, and number two, it would actually say a lot about the way that the industry is moving, and the way that we can just 
kind of accept what the fans want. I mean, and, the, and this whole him staying thing is, is a super important part of it, right? Because if, if the fans hadn't spoken up and said, hey, like, you can't just get rid of him, like, we want him to stay, there's a huge chance that, that Spider-Man would have left the MCU right away, and that would have been it, you know? Uh, yeah, I also underrated casting for a live-action Miles Morales for maybe Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. Ah, interesting. I think I think he's very charismatic, and if you're going, like Spider-Man won't move probably to the Sony Cinematic Universe for th- four, five, maybe six even six years. years. So if you're thinking six years from now, Spider-Man's kind of a teenager character. Yeah. Donald Glover is getting kind of he's old. He's old. <laughs> he's old, but I would, I don't know. I think Caleb, like, he is kind of miss. He, he didn't really do much in Stranger Things this year. He's seventeen right now. Yeah, I think he could be a pretty underrated character to play a live action Miles Morales. I I hundred percent agree with you. I I think that I I was I didn't even think about him as a possibility. Um, but but honestly, that that makes a lot of sense. He's coming into his own as an actor right yeah. now. Um, Stranger Things did a lot for that. Um, and, and honestly, having Netflix as a backbone is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, it Mm -hmm. seems like they're pumping out a lot of good, uh, actors and actresses right now. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of keeping with that theme, this is going to jump topic a little bit, but I really wanted to talk about Netflix's new, uh, new show. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. Um, but the politician is... My new favorite Netflix original. Easily. Really? Let Easily. me just see what that's about because I have not I have not even given that yeah. a look. Yeah. So basically it's Ben Platt. Um and it's it's yeah. uh imagine someone running for president and all the stress that goes along with that. Have you you watched House of Cards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Very so, briefly, briefly. So then the the kind of themes that show up in House of Cards, like the stress, the backstabbing, all that. Imagine if all mm-hmm. of that was placed on a kid running for student body president. So the the stress and everything is getting to him and he's trying to run a campaign in a high school and it's there's betrayal oh, yeah. and intrigue. It, it, it's so interesting in my mind because it, the show will go from being incredibly witty to being so serious and dealing with themes that that are, the only other time I've seen that big of a juxtaposition would be on something like um, Scrubs, where they mm-hmm. go from a super lighthearted episode to to someone dying and the and the cast having to uh, figure out how to make that okay for the family of the patient, right? So so I think that the writing was done really well. Um, the musical breaks on the show are done incredibly well. Uh, ben Platt kills it in the way that i just i like i the second i finished the show i reached out to him and said hey i have a podcast Do you want to come on the podcast and i haven't heard back from him yet i probably won't but i mean it, it was just it was that yeah good. you probably won't hear back from him it was it was that good I, my I, only comment yeah. is i'm cycling through some reviews and the guardian's headline is is the politician the most annoying tv show of 2019 vox says the politician review Netflix's latest is a mess, but it may be meaningful. Yeah. Netflix series The Politician by Ryan Murphy, trashed by critics. The Politician Review, Ryan Murphy's student politics show is a born winner. Also, The Guardian had two different stances. Wow. They they did it both ways, which is interesting. So I, I'll probably check it out. It sounds interesting. I, I just think that a lot of the How time... How many episodes is there? I think it's like 11, maybe. 
I can each, finish that each in a one, week. Each one's like an hour, though. You know what's more important that's coming out this week? Which? El Camino. Really? Yeah, October 11th. Isn't that this Friday? That is... This Friday, yeah. That is this Friday. Wow. I think it's this Friday. Tell her that. Uh, okay. Wow. I think yeah. that it is this Friday. Let me check. Uh, you're right. Yeah, wow. I'm I, very... I'm so excited for that movie to come out. Huh. I just hope that Walter... Because they killed off Walter. Well, they make you think Walter died. And Walter should stay dead because I think this movie is a good vehicle. I don't know if you watched Breaking Bad. but I, I watched a lot of Breaking Bad. This movie is a really good vehicle to tell Jesse's story and yeah. what Jesse does after being freed and kind of saved by Walter. But it's an interesting take. So I'm I'm so pumped to see this movie. The okay. one thing I will say is I think that the, the ending of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. was one of the most tasteful endings to... Like, obviously, like we can use How I Met Your Mother as an example. Personally, like, that's my favorite show of all time. How I Met Your Mother. It just, it, it just is. Um, and, and that may be a hot take. I don't know. But, but mm-hmm. what I will say is that with that ending of that show, people were really upset by it because they felt like it didn't really cap off the series in a right way. And, and we waited all this time and then it's like, yeah. she's, she's passing away immediately and, and it's frustrating. But at the same time with the show that's gone on that long and with such a huge cult fan base, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to, to end it off in any way. But I think Breaking Bad is the exception to the rule of being like, oh, okay, well, any, any ending to a show people love is going to suck because they really did an incredible ending to that show. Like, yeah. it, it tied it up with a perfect little bow that made everyone happy. And I, th- well, for the most part, obviously. It was satisfying because it's one of those shows where the ending is left for interpretation, yeah. which is why there was such a demand for uh, the movie to be made mm-hmm. because Breaking Bad is such a cult following. And those are sometimes the best endings in TV shows where they don't give you what you want as a viewer. Yeah. They may not answer all the questions, but some of the questions get answered and the rest are left up for the interpretation of the fans so that the series can carry on with the following for years to come. Totally. I completely agree. So so let's talk about El Camino quickly. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this release? Do you think that it's 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 on thin ice in the way that it could either be incredibly well done or that it's going to flop? Or do you think that whatever it is, people will be happy that the the storyline and the the lore of the show is continuing? Um, well, Aaron Paul said that when he read the script originally, it left him speechless. So if he's confident, because at first he didn't want to do anything more with the show and he yeah. was satisfied with the way it ended. He played Jesse. So... I was sort of, if the cast is behind it mm-hmm. and you know that they actually want to be in it and they're not just doing it for the money, then I think it's going to be really good because it may answer all the questions. But the downside is is that if this movie ends up being bad and people don't like it, it can make or break the series for people. Like Prison Break, for example, uh-huh. had a new season come out late recently and it was pretty bad up until the last three episodes because, um, what's his name, Michael died at mm-hmm. the end of the original series and then they brought him back to life and so that he faked his own death yeah and for a fiction tv show with real characters that's sort of hard to kind of allow it's sort of hard to yeah allow someone to fake their own death in that kind of setting yeah. and then so the first four episodes of the show tried to explain how this was going on behind the scenes that no one knew about, and that's how 
the season relates to the rest, but uh, I yeah through the class plan and save the day. Yeah, I I completely but, agree. I yeah. Here's here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's done. I mean, and and the, having the faith of the cast is is really helpful, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's the fan in me that's that's saying like, you know what? You ended it off really well, and I get that people are happy that it's coming back in a way. But if you look at um, uh, Arrested Development, right? Like one of the funniest shows ever, inspired The Office, inspired every pretty much every um, handheld TV sitcom ever from from that point on, right? So looking at that, they killed it for a long time, and then they started making these new seasons mm-hmm. to the show and completely ruined it. And and I'm personally worried that that this movie, even even if it it does a well, or it it does the whole thing of of bringing it back and kind of continuing the story, even if it does it well, part of me is worried that because we're all expecting so much from it, it won't live up to the expectations and it won't be that kind of continuation that we hope it will be. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really good. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. The diehard fan of me just doesn't want to be let down because I've been let down by many sequels in the past for movies. Like when the show takes a break and there's a sequel, except for star Wars, star Wars didn't let me down. The force awakens I thought was really well done. I completely agree. I completely agree. But, that's one of those, that's one of those things that would have, there was no in between that either had to be really good or it was going to be really bad. Um, the Last Jedi was awful. One yeah. of the like easily one of the worst Star Wars movies I've watched since the prequels. Yeah, and I was pissed at that movie because it felt like it deviated away from the Force Awakens a yeah. lot. So I really hope that Rise of Skywalker or whatever the new one is called is good. Yeah. I, I haven't seen I, Joker yet. I haven't seen Joker. Movies. That's another thing I wanted to touch on. Because speaking of expectations and and things coming back into uh, into this current age and this current mm-hmm. scenery and, and topography, that have you heard about all these people who are really upset with the Joker movie? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't done enough research on it to sort of comment mm-hmm. or have an opinion. But I think I can see why people are concerned about Joker sort of developing a cult following and people being like oh i want to be like the joker and they like do malicious things and pretend to be the joker but i mm-hmm. at the same time i think that's that won't happen you know what 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 my biggest problem with the the situation is and and don't get me wrong if if someone has a a mm-hmm. reason that that violence in that way makes them incredibly uncomfortable maybe it's something that happened to them or someone they know this this is not a a critique of you in any way right my problem is the people who are saying things like it glorifies violence and it glorifies killing. Did they think they were watching Webkin's the movie? Like yeah, I agree. it's it's the Joker. This exactly. is the this is the same guy that that said you want to see a magic trick and then slammed a pencil into some guy's head. Right? It's like, supposed to be dark and it's supposed to be graphic. Exactly. And if you don't like movies that are dark and graphic, don't see it. Don't exactly don't see it. That's that's my stance. Is because there's so many movies out there that are in theaters and they're controversial because they're dark and they're like they're dark they're scary there's lots of violence but yeah does it mean that we as a society can no longer accept the i guess the deeper question is have we have as a society come to this point where we expect things to be happy-go-lucky love thy neighbor sort of yeah. thing where when a dark movie that's sinister in many ways comes into theaters 
we can't handle it because we're worried about the social ramifications of it. Yeah. It's, it's a hard kind of situation to be put in because a lot of the time we want to say like the this generation that you and I are a part of, we are not more sensitive than others, but but we, we care more about the the scale of people's actions than than previous generations. And Our generation is the generation of social justice warriors. Exactly. And that can be a good thing. It can it's like not a, yeah, it's not a bad with, thing at with all. the whole thing that's happening. And I don't want to, to take up too much of the time of the episode to talk about this, but with the whole climate strike thing that's going on and it has been going on for a minute, I, I will say that that's a good thing. Like I yeah, think that I we're agree. we're taking a stand as a generation and we're we're trying to save the planet and that's great. I I but but when it comes to the kids, are like, oh, Joker was. Too, it was bad. There was violence. I don't think that's justified. I think that that that's a little bit too um, relaxed with your morals and and saying that 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 the Joker is is in any way um, doing anything other than what we expected. If you want to say that it's not a great movie, and trust me, I've heard some reviews saying that it's just not a good movie. If if that's what you want to say, then that's fine. That's completely you have a base to say that. But to say that it's it's violent and that's why you don't like it, go watch any other Batman movie, or or anything else in in the DC universe that's dark because that's yeah. all it is, and try to find a, a a movie that isn't dark, and 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 then you can say, hey, I love Marvel, you know, because like that's that's the the whole other side of the spectrum, right? Because it's not the same in any way. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, I agree. I agree with that. It's just it's a dark movie, and people have to accept that it's not cute. It's not. It's no. sinister. A hundred percent. Very sinister. It's uh, my stance on Joker. I can want to see Ad Astra. That looks like a good movie. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies that are coming out right now that I think are uh, are, are mm-hmm. doing doing the most and doing it really well. Um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't had a chance to go to the movies recently. I should, I want to I want to do that before. Same. I and there's a movie theater. One of my classes is in a movie theater, and I haven't been to a movie since I got here. I wanted to see Good Boys before I left. Never ended up seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to. I th- it's probably out online somewhere that I could watch it. It's but. probably out online, but also you could just when you're in Winnipeg, just go to a go to a theater. Yeah, you got time. That's the plan. Well, um, yeah, I got to study and stuff too. And well, here, of course, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, uh, Gavin. What was the best game you played as a child, like on on a Nintendo or, or Wii or whatever? Best game I played as a child, probably soccer basketball. No, not as a not a physical. Oh, Super Mario Galaxy, hands down. Okay, that's one of them. Um, let's talk about Mario Kart. What do you mean game? I was, you know, I was hoping you were gonna bring up you Mario me, Kart. I was you hoping asked, you were. Oh gonna my s- god, I hate. Okay, I downloaded Mario Kart. I downloaded Mario <laughs> Kart on the phone. Here comes a rant. Yeah. Go. Mario Kart is the most sorry excuse for a mobile game ever. Okay, you have this instead of having tolling the screen in. Sideways is a port, which is the sideways mode called? Uh, landscape. Yeah, in landscape. Instead of holding the phone in landscape and having buttons to press and things to drift, you're using, you're playing in portrait and you're using your finger. Who in the development room decided that a racing game should be played without tilt controls and with the finger, yeah. the index finger? Yeah. I don't know what went through that person's mind. Yeah. 
And so it makes for, one, a less realistic racing experience, if that's what you want. Of course. And two, it just makes Mario Kart so boring if you're doing everything with your index finger. It's also, I think, I found it's incredibly repetitive, too. I, I deleted it 20 minutes after playing it a few times. So here's the thing. I've been, I decided that I was going to give it two weeks. Yep. I was going to play it the same way that I play any other game on a phone, like, every once in a while. And I was going to give it two weeks. And if it wasn't my favorite game after two weeks, and that's coming up, this Friday will be two weeks. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that bothers me about it. Number one, the finger thing that you're talking about, totally valid. I don't know why yeah. it's I don't know why it's in portrait in any way. I think it's stupid. The best racing games are played in landscape exactly. with tilt controls and buttons. But also you can see more of the, like the whole point of a video game is that you get transported into it. And when it's exactly. when it's vertical, you can't see the landscape. And especially with something like Mario Kart where they work so hard on making it this environment that's like off this world and and so crazy and like kid-like, it's hard when you can barely see any of it because it's taken up by the stupid real estate you have on your phone. Another thing that bothers me about it, um, when you play Mario Kart, like the original, if you win, you win. Like, that's it, right? Like, that's – you advance through the game by, by getting first place or In second place. yeah. Exactly. In this one, the, it's so nitpicky about how many points you get per round that if you don't get, like – if you miss a, a drift or you don't jump over a log or, or hit one extra box, you, you lose. And you mm. have to do it all over again to try to move to the next circuit. And, and I think that that kind of defeats the purpose of the game. Because yeah. it, it, it was never meant to be this, this painstaking um, experience of, of driving. It was supposed to be like this like fun thing that you do as a game. You know, it's also Nintendo's track record for good video games made into apps is so poor. So poor. Super Mario Run or whatever is a horrible game. I I deleted it the second I downloaded it's, it. It's just you buy your way into the game and it's horrible. Mario Kart is bad. When I don't understand if it's a different development team, but how can Nintendo make such good games for consoles but not for phones? Honestly, I have. It shouldn't no clue. be that hard. Pokemon Go is good. Yeah, uh, it, it's but, all right. Pokemon Go was cool for about uh, a summer. Hey, people here in Toronto are on the Pokemon Go wave. Still, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I want Gavin. I'm furious. About what? Remember Kanye West? Remember that guy? Okay, that, we can't get into Kanye teasing us about an album again. We have to. At all this I'm gonna point, say is that I'm furious. All I'm gonna say is that it's a really good tactic by Kanye when, you know, he doesn't do anything for a while and then he gets his name back out there for 24 hours and he's trending on Twitter and getting all this traction and then he disappears again. It's sort of the mystique of Kanye West at this point that every year on September whatever the date is, 25th or. I don't remember, 27th, that he's going to release something, say that he's going to release it. Kim Kardashian will post a track list or something on her Instagram, and she'll say, Kanye's got a new album. It's really coming this time, and then it won't drop. And, I don't know, man. I, I'm just, at this point, like... I want to believe that it's coming, but exactly. it's getting hard, you know? It's, it's frustrating to be a Kanye fan unless you live where he's doing the launch party. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't want... Sorry, I... I <laughs> 
I respect the people who will download the audio from the launch party and like cut it into the tracks and like have them sound pretty bad because it was recorded on someone's phone in their pocket, you know? I respect those people, but at the same time, it, I don't want to listen to to your pocket version of of Kanye's songs. Like I want to listen to the actual thing. I, I if I have to pay for title, fine, I'll pay for freaking title to listen to it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I just want his music out and it's it's annoying that it it isn't coming. Yeah, I agree. Because sometimes when you have a favorite artist and they don't release music for a while and then they say they're going to release music, you get excited and no one likes being excited and then let down. 100%. I, I completely agree. And I think Kanye is dealing in the business now of letting people down. This is the second project that we've been told is coming and is not coming. When Even, even when he released Ye and he released... Um, uh, Kids see ghost. There was the delay there, which I mean, a delay is a delay. That's fine, but but it it, it feels like at this point, I t- I think I tweeted as a joke. Um, unpopular opinion. Kanye West retired and just didn't tell anyone. Um, and and yeah. as stupid as that sounds, it's just kind of funny to me that it that's genuinely just a possibility. You know, like he made this music three years ago and he just hasn't done anything since. It's just so funny to me that he said that Yandi was going to be a direct follow-up to Yeezus and that yeah. it was going to be the best album he'd ever made. And then he never did anything on Saturday Night Live. And then it was all, it was about like, I need more time to make the album. But then suddenly this new thing with Son, uh, Jesus is King yeah. is announced. There's a track list. And again, nothing. It's just when, at what point as Kanye fans, do people start saying, okay, there's no album coming. Let's stop getting ourselves hyped and disapp- and disappointed in the end. I'm I'm already skeptical of Kanye now, and and that's a tough. As a big fan, it's tough to to say like, hey, I, I'm gonna go listen to DaBaby's new album because I can't, mm-hmm. I can't sit here and listen to Kanye anymore. You know, like I just can't wait for it. I don't know. This this is the last time I'm bringing him up. Until the album actually drops or doesn't drop, I'm, if the album he, ever actually drops, exactly, yeah. I, I he is no longer in the list of topics for this podcast because I just can't, I can't take the heartache anymore. It's too, it's <laughs> too, it's too tough. It's too tough, Gavin. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> Let's talk about Area Fifty One on a lighter note. Yeah, that was kind of a a a. Uh... Letdown too. Huge but letdown. People talked, hyped it up so much, and then I realized September twentieth came around, and it like was nothing. Like three people went, I think, and they yeah. like. I I heard that there were cops that were just kind of playing around with the people, and that's nice, and like, whatever. But I don't know. It was it was it was interesting to see how we somehow we have the ability to take a joke and mm-hmm. turn it into literally people showing up. And and even if it wasn't that many people, people actually showed up and did something. And yet we're sitting here with global warming and and corrupt politicians and whatever. And and somehow we can't even do anything about that. You know, it's just it's a weird juxtaposition. I don't know, man. The world's going to the world's going down a weird path. Yeah, it's a strange place we live in these days. It's a strange, strange, strange place. 
right. Oh, well, I have a story I could tell. I Actually, I'll save it for the next episode. Then we can discuss it more, and I'll leave the viewers hanging. 100%. Um, so, yeah. So, everyone, uh, next week... Um, we could do it at your house. We will do it at my house. Yeah, we could. We could we, be live together in studio for the final time for the next year. For the next year. So, Gavin will be in Winnipeg. We will get you reunion special number two. Um, the reunion union. <laughs> the reunion union. Um, and yeah, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, things are, they're a little hectic for me trying to figure out how to move my life to another side of the planet. Um, so this episode is, I don't know. It's, I think that we do talk about anything, anywhere, anytime, anyplace, you know, I I think that we live up to the name. Um, send me money on PayPal, gxrod at show.ca. And, uh, jaronreichis at gmail.com. I'll, uh, I'll accept some, some cash there too. Um, anyways, everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed us talking about Kanye for the 19th time, uh, if you enjoyed us talking about, uh, area 51 briefly or, or, uh, the Joker, make sure to, uh, to like and rate this podcast on whatever platform you use. Um, share it for a shout out on, uh, Instagram or Twitter. I will not show you up with Jaren Mo. Gavin does nothing on social media. Um, I have to maintain professionalism, okay? I'm about as professional as they come. It's it's part of my course rubric. Yeah. I have to maintain professionalism. I agree. I can't be, I can't be shouting out people on, on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's not professional. I, okay, then. All right, then, Gavin. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if you want to, if you want a shout-out, Jaren will give you a shout-out. I'll out. give you a shout-out. Um, anyways, everyone... Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Whatever you enjoyed, uh, make sure to leave a comment and tell us what it was. If you guys have anything you'd like us to talk about, we can uh, we can do that. Just shoot us a tweet or whatever, and we'll we'll make note of it. Um, definitely, definitely hope to see you guys back for episode seven next week. Um, hopefully, we're gonna get back into the rhythm of weekly. Things have been kind of weird with Gavin's exams and and me moving and stuff. So, um, yeah, we will uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right. Adios.